Hey, Tyler. What's up? We're going to switch it up a little bit this week. All right. I'm here for it. So need to know this about you. What's your and Natalie's go-to restaurant in Alpharetta or North Atlanta? Our go-to restaurant. Um, I don't know if I would say we have like a spot yet. Uh, we've got a couple places we've eaten at and gone to. We like um, the Mini Olivia's Pizza Place in downtown Alpharetta. Oh, okay. We go there a good bit. It was walking distance from where she was living at her parents, so made for an easy date night spot. So cool. we like that place. I'd say that's probably the closest thing to like a our spot. I would say. What do you get at Mini Olivia's? Pizza. All yeah. right. They've got a, a great pizza. It's got uh, jalapenos, pineapple, and prosciutto, and it is delicious. Oh my! What's yeah, this pizza the, called? Uh. I don't know. Just it's the one with the the sweet and spicy. It's good. Pineapple, prosciutto, and, and cheese. Jalapenos and jalapenos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, we're we are big fans of crust pizza in no. downtown Alpharetta. Yeah, you may see us there frequent that about once a week, and uh, know the know the mm-hmm. workers. They've seen our kids grow up, so. Yeah, I don't think I've gone there yet with you without workers like coming up to come talk to you. Yeah, they're great people. Yeah. They're just solid, solid people. So cool. shout out to Chris over there and uh, yeah, having a good time, man. So This is a sponsored probably... by Crust Pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we love that place. That's our go-to spot. Everybody should try it. It's awesome. All righty. Well, hey, everybody. This is Pastor Chris Renfro here with another episode of Weekly Hope and with Tyler Joyner. So, uh, Tyler, yesterday was such a special, kind of fun Sunday for us. Um, was there anything that stuck out to you from the service or the sermon that was just a highlight for you yesterday? Man, it really was. It was quite a celebration from just many sides of things, from missions to hearing of God's Word to getting to see a baptism. Um, and I'd say personally, the highlight to me came through that baptism at the end. Yeah, it's been Stu is one of the members at our church who got baptized this past Sunday, and he's just been a dear friend and someone that we've gotten to walk alongside for a couple years now um, through every bit of his testimony and his story. And so, there's about nothing that'll make me tear up quicker than seeing a baptism and just seeing the celebration of just what that means and what we get to see as the church through it. Yeah, it was incredibly exciting and encouraging, and even him having some others that were there that have invested in his life for years um, was just really, really neat. Mm -hmm. So that was a fun part of the service yesterday. And plus having Hector there and having just his family from Puerto Rico getting to come and be a part of our church and just see um, what a Sunday morning looks like for us and getting to just have the church hear from him and uh, through the interview, it's just awesome. It's really just still amazes me to see the things that the Lord's doing already with Hope Church. Absolutely. Yeah. I'd say that was probably one of my just most uh, meaningful and memorable parts of our uh, service as we've spent the past about eight weeks working on that partnership with uh, Hector and Missy O'Day and just to see a lot of that come to fruition after a mission trip with them and then uh, just getting to, to be on stage together and be partnering with others that are serving the kingdom uh, in, in other places, and just to see his family and their excitement and our church's excitement um, to be partnering with others uh, as, a, as a pastor, it is it's really, really encouraging and exciting, and um, just brought a lot of 
joy to Catherine and I mm-hmm. just to get to experience that together yesterday. For sure. No, I mean, I'd say it will go down as one of the just even best Sundays just around that we've had. Absolutely. And getting to see just so many elements of celebration. Yeah. A lot of One of those being a riveting conversation on genealogies. <laughs> Genesis 5. <laughs> Woo, that was uh, that was a text. So going in in genealogies. So um, thanks for bringing that up. Absolutely, yeah. No, I, I appreciate the the faithfulness to not just steer past it and jump into you know story of Noah or anything like that, but just walk through what the importance of of even the genealogies look like through Scripture. Well, and we do see that they matter, um, and we believe that all Scripture is inspired and inerrant and infallible, and it's it's all important for our life. And um, so we try not to just skip over uh, texts as we preach through the Bible, sure. and we'll have, as we go forward, we'll have some series that we do on some different topics or things like that, but as we were just walking through Genesis, um, I, I as I was really praying and reading through that, I just felt like the Lord had put it on my heart that uh, it, it mattered, yeah. and it it was worth talking about, and even just teaching our people that that genealogies are important, and they do point towards God's great plan. So sure. we had four points about why genealogies matter, mm-hmm. um, and we see that they really do uh, affirm and confirm the truth of Scripture. Um, that they show us that God's plan is true, and and this plan all the way from Genesis mm-hmm. 3.15, that there's this line that would um, provide one that would provide us salvation. Yeah. And so we see that come through the genealogy in Genesis chapter 5, and does point towards Jesus, uh, which I'll come back to that in a minute. Sure. Uh, and then that God cares about people, yeah. and uh, we see the actual names of literal people <laughs> that are mentioned in the Bible, and... Um, and then finally, we can learn some lessons from them. So some neat stuff in Genesis 5, For like sure. that whole question of Enoch and yeah. what happened to that dude? You got any thoughts? Yeah, just give me, give me the softball here. I appreciate <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think the, the stuff that you shared on him um, was, was great on Sunday. I think there are clearly a lot of places that we're not intended to know the full purpose or reason why, but we get to see the big picture is that like what you shared, that God uses his people and uses people for his glory. And yeah. I, I mean, that's the, the piece to me that just sticks out. Anytime I read the genealogies throughout the Bible and these lists of people is just that reminder that like, man, we get to, we really do get to take part in the big plan of the Lord. And like, while the Bible is absolutely all about him and fully about him, these are the places where we get to see how we participate in it. And that's awesome. And it's encouraging. And it's like humbling to see that even through this long genealogy, genealogy, however you'd pronounce that, of people um, that lead to Noah and that will one day lead to to Jesus himself. Um, a lot of them are, are very morally fallen people and sinners, just like the rest of us. But even through that, he still uses it for his his glory. Yeah. No, I think that's that's awesome. Um, it was it was it was fun. It was yeah. fun to preach through, and yeah. and anytime we can just highlight. Um, God's word and the sure. authority of Scripture, and you know, just a couple notes on on that. We just love the Bible. We preach the Bible, uh, we read the Bible, we study the Bible, and it really it really does all come back to God's word as our source of truth and um, and the standard by which we live and teach. It's our worldview that just all comes through the lens of Scripture, and mm-hmm. so 
Um, one of the things that we're doing as we prepare to go into 2022 is yeah. we're going to start a Bible reading plan together as a church. Um, we even have journals and uh, encouraging some small groups to get together, read and study the Bible together on a weekly basis. And so we have that coming, but I just want to encourage you, um, you don't have to wait till January, but right now, I mean, man, find a find a good Bible reading plan. There's about yeah. a million out there. I, I'm in one. I've read through the Bible in a year. And uh, you know it's about about two chapters in the Old Testament, one chapter in the New Testament each day, and um, we'll take you through the Bible in a year. And it's been so refreshing and encouraging and life giving to me. So, what about you? You have any Bible reading practices, or sure. what, what's your Bible reading plan look like? So, I've done certainly a lot of those plans, and I'm truthfully looking forward to getting kind of that that reset in January of going through a plan. Um, together. But right now, um, I've got a couple different groups that I read with for accountability sake and those things. So me and my wife read most mornings. I'd like to say every morning, but not super disciplined at the whole getting up every day, but we're working on it. So yeah. we get up and we're reading through Romans together right now. Cool. So going through a few verses at a time and just discussing it over breakfast. And that's just been really fun and edifying to go through together. Um, I am walking through Jeremiah with my brother right now. So just talking through that and just hearing... Um, just amazing stories from the Old Testament and seeing how that can apply to us today is, is pretty cool. So just walking through with different people, but I need the accountability. And so I've learned that being able to talk about these things with other people, even if the reading is done alone, has really helped for yeah. the accountability sake. So I look forward to getting to do that next year in a, the context of just a group of, you know, for accountability. Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'd love to hear from our people of what are you reading and uh, any good Bible reading plans or anything that you're learning from Scripture, and man, just talk to us about it. Talk to me about it. I get there's uh, one guy in our church texts me every single morning a wow. verse of the day, and wow. uh, every morning I get up, I've got a text uh, with just an encouraging Bible verse, and it's it's so so cool and such a great reminder for me, and just refreshing to hear what God is speaking into uh, our people's lives as well. So uh, talk to somebody about what you're reading and. And share it with others as God teaches you things. So, yep. yeah, we we love that. We love, uh, and and we got to see that. We got to see the the value of all Scripture as we studied in Genesis five in this mm-hmm. genealogy. So, yeah, I know um, it was a little bit shorter, just sermon time this Sunday because of all the other elements and just celebrations that we had. Was there anything that you missed that you'd like to touch on now? There's a couple. Make it in? Yeah, a couple. were just really neat points um, that I, that I skipped over just for the sake of time. Uh, we had a family worship Sunday. We had kids in the room yeah. too, and so I was just trying to trying to keep sure. it moving. Uh, one of the things that I just I just love to see when I'm studying the Bible and then preaching through things like this is is how it just all all ties together. Mm-hmm. And you see in the life of Jesus, all this this Genesis five points to the life of Jesus, and then Jesus's life in Matthew 1, I mean, starts off with a genealogy. Mm-hmm. And so that genealogy leads through the life of Joseph to Jesus, which traces all the way back to David. Mm-hmm. Um, and David was out of the line of Solomon. So we see that that Jesus has this uh, like royal lineage yeah. that is in the, like, that can be confirmed and is in the line that he had a rightful, he was a rightful heir. Mm-hmm. But Luke 3 gives a, another genealogy on the life of Jesus through the line of Mary, and that goes all the way back to Adam. And so you can read Luke 3, and you can see this line that goes um, traces all the way back to Adam. And I thought one of the things that just was so fascinating to me, um, because Mary's line also mm-hmm. goes through David, 
but it goes through his son Nathan and not Solomon. And uh, so he was Jesus's bloodline. Mm-hmm. Really, did come through Nathan. And what's interesting about Nathan is he was named after the prophet Nathan. Um, so he was the third of four brothers of Bathsheba. And uh, Nathan the prophet, who, if you remember, was the one who called out David okay. after uh, he had failed morally mm-hmm. and uh, became and was yeah. still a good friend to King David and was one of his primary counselors. So Nathan actually named David's first two sons, but he didn't name the second two. And so David named his third son Nathan hmm. after the prophet, and it was out of his line, his bloodline, mm-hmm. that the Savior was born. As to me, that was such yeah. a fascinating little point that like God would send his son through the bloodline of this man who was named after the prophet that had like called out David for his sin wow. um, and, and restored. So I was just, yeah. man, but there's like... If you you go down the rabbit hole of genealogies and you can just see all these little nuances, all these little things mm-hmm. that are so cool. One of the other ones was, um, and and this genealogy you see the name of Methuselah, mm-hmm. and we talked about on Sunday how Methuselah lived all the way up right until the flood, and so if you just do the math, you see when he lived and when he mm-hmm. died, and then uh, when the flood came, which was when Noah was six hundred years old, Methuselah died the same year that the flood had happened, and in Hebrew, Methuselah's name means his death shall bring. Hmm. And uh, just another fascinating sure. little point that, um, you know, at his death was the same time that the flood had come, and um, and how God just, you know, he weaves in and prophecies and, and in all those things that we see this, this stuff that happens. And, and as you study Every person yeah. in Scripture, you can you can find things like that where God's sovereignty and God's control and His power um, is He He really does have a plan for it all, and yeah. I think that's one of the beautiful things about studying genealogies. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, kind of like you shared on Sunday, you really must have had just the strings and sticky notes and points interconnected Rain everywhere. Man. Yeah. It was, I mean, I was out there, <laughs> pencils and lines and all the little things, yarn over here. I will I, figure this out. Yeah, it's, I mean, it was, I'm trying to bust out the calculator and the math and all that stuff. It was uh, it was wild, but uh, awesome. really fun to, to go down that rabbit hole if you ever yeah. have you know, a few extra days on, yeah. your, <laughs> on your hands. Uh, it the next, and, what, 600 years? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> studying those things. So Ooh, That's um, awesome. But God really, he really is. He's in control and he's got a plan and, uh, and it all weaves together, which is incredible. Yeah. Well, do we have any church updates, any future events coming up that are worth looking into? This Sunday is a huge event for us. We have our Fall Family Festival right after our service. So it'll be from 11 to 1 and uh, a great, great opportunity to bring neighbors, bring some friends. We'll have a lot of candy. We're going to have inflatables. We'll have Kona ice truck out there, um, and, and we'll have lunch together as well. So it'll be a good time just to fellowship, spend time together, but also to have fun, and particularly for the kiddos. So everyone in the church is invited. You're invited to bring any friends or neighbors, anybody you'd like to as well. Uh, but we'll have a good time. We can't wait for that after, uh, after our service this Sunday. So that's a big thing coming up. Awesome. Well, that's what we have for you guys today. Uh, We have been Weekly Hope, and we hope you guys have a blessed day.